York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here giving you that Nick talk just in the nick of time. And guess what, guys? The Knicks just won their ninth straight game beating the Indiana Pacers and that sucker Halliburton. 109 to 104. So guess what we doing? The gunshots is buffing up in the air, okay? The Knicks were shorthanded. No OG and no B was playing here today. Of course, you already know Mo Mitchell Robinson was here. No Grimes was here. It was a short handed Knicks who gave a full on effort. Precious Yeshua gives you 12 points, 16 rebounds, eight of those offensive and four steals on the night. Josh Hart gives you five points, 12 rebounds, three assists and one block. Hartenstein gives you 12 points, 19 rebounds and six assists. Devo, Devo gives you 20. McBride comes up big with 16 points, picking up the slack. And our MVP, first time All-Star, our Bulldog, our heart, Jalen Brunson, comes today, gets down, comes back up, and gives you 40 points, five rebounds, and one assist on the night, damn it. He destroyed the paces, 62 to 48 points in the paint. We destroy the paces, 60 to 44 rebounds. The Knicks clawed their way to victory. Oh, they were down almost the entire game. From 28 seconds on, the Pacers were winning the game. We did not take the lead until five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then we went down because Brunson went down. But what happens when Brunson goes down? He gets back up again. He gets back up again. Got an and one and carried us to victory. Big rebounds by Achulia. Big plays by the Knicks. And the Knicks beat the game. And I'm loving it. I am loving it. So celebrate, man. The Knicks are here. The Knicks are back. Enjoy our team, man. We got two All-Stars. We have two All-Stars on the Knicks right now. Shout out to NBA All-Star Jalen Brunson. Shout out to NBA All-Star Julius Randle. Shout out to Tib Thibodeau, Coach of the Year. Thibodeau, Coach of the Month. Thibodeau, we, we complain about wanting Thibodeau players. We complain about that all. Oh, the... the, the the front office, they're catering the tips, they're giving him whatever he wants, it's ruining our team. This, is, this team does not look ruined right now. This team looks like a contending team right now. We're down our best, one of our, some of our best players that we have in our nine game winning streak right now, man. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I love my team, I love my team. This might, this is, this might be my favorite Nick team ever, man. This might be my favorite Nick team ever. And if you haven't done nothing in the playoffs, yeah, we haven't, but that grit, that grind, that get it out the mud, that quarter water on the corner, grimy type of feel when you're in the cold and we're going to smack you and get back up and do whatever you got to do to win. That type of energy is in this team's DNA. It's in this team's DNA. And I love it. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving this team right now. I'm loving Jalen Brunson right now. I've never seen Jalen Brunson get emotional. He's usually all, all mad cool. Today, he's sort of emotion, man. I'm... I'm so proud of this team. I'm so proud of this team right now, man. Salute to the chat. Salute to everybody. And also salute to my co-host. I'm sorry I had to get that off. I was mad excited. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you guys already know. I'm going to introduce my guys. First and foremost, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. 
Ryan G's in the building. You know the vibes. We outside. We outside. And of course, you know it's the Latin assassin over here, Lee Escobedo. What's going on, Lee? I know you seem you you seem calm today. Is it because you have a suit on? I don't know. It's because you have a a, a a collar. You look kind of dapper today, sir. You want a date? <laughs> Myself. Two words. <laughs> One name. Quintel Woods. If you know that name, you know what period of its history I'm talking about. It was the darkest single season under the James Dolan era, 2005 to 2006. The year of Eddie Curry, the year of Larry Brown, the year of Isaiah Thomas, the year of catastrophe and malfeasance under James Dolan. Quintel Woods, if you remember that and you're still here as a Knit fan, enjoy this moment. Breathe it in. Breathe in, breathe in that NYK energy. Breathe it in, man. Breathe in that victory. Breathe in that pride and walk outside with your chest out and smack a Nets fan just because. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm getting too, tired, too carried away, too carried away. And of course, you already know, rookie of the year, XD1 baller, college baller, Ebony in the building. What's going on, Ebony? Also, Bears fan, don't forget that. Oh, don't, Let's oh you're an avid Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Naismith, Naismith, Nimbard. It don't matter. Don't matter. It don't matter. Don't matter. Brunson for two or three. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> we outside, like Ryan says, and like Lee says. Let's go, cause let's you know, go. I told y'all, twerk, twerk, twerk. A company woman at shaking that. All that. Did ass, ass shaking all that. That's all me that. right now. Oh, that's why Lee got the, 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 the collar on. He's he was at the company man meeting. <laughs> I was saying on Anthony MSC, man. You know there you mean? go. <laughs> all of that. All of that. I'm with that. None of them things with, with our injuries like we have. Like, so don't say Halliburton didn't play. They out here poking people's eyes out. We still won. So like what you want. We were playing five on eight today. It is what it is, and we still came out with that victory. We ain't looking for nobody to help us because we we realize ain't nobody trying to help us. Nope. So let's go, Knicks. No, let's go, Knicks. No, nope, nobody trying to help us. Everybody trying to overcharge us for overcharge us for players <laughs> and trades and stuff. Every trying to trying to rob us. So we just gonna take keep our stuff and do it ourselves. That's what we about to do. Cause why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? Hey, Nothing hey. but the dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had baby. He had the baby dog today with Deuce. Roof, oh, roof. Oh. Let's go, Deuce. yo! We yo, you here? <laughs> you know the Deuce segment is Let's coming. Let's go, baby dog. In Let's go, Deuce. We got we, we the big roof. dog and the little dog. Yeah, oh, big man. dog, little dog. Yo, Deuce is shut. Dogs in the house. Damn. I, and listen, I, I we, before we setting up in the background, everybody has a lot to say today. Ebony. Ebony said, I want to take the floor. She said, start with me. Give me the ball. So when Ebony says, give me the ball, you got to listen to the woman. You got to give it a ball because she got something to say. And I know it has something to do with, 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 with Tibbs. And I just want to hear what you have to say about Mr. Tibbs. Yes, I, I'm, I am his biggest critic. And when he does well, I have to do. I have to give him his flowers. Um, all I've asked for Tibbs and the, my only beefs with Tibbs seems like he has gotten over himself and rectified that. Uh, we seen him pull Dante and let Deuce rock. 
That's not normal. I don't know if it happened because of the injuries or not, but he did it. Like he he did it. You see, you see them running double screens off ball for Dante. You see them doing the same thing for Deuce. You you see the movement. You see, you just see him trusting his players and letting them play through mistakes. And that was my biggest, biggest, biggest flaw with, with Tibbs is he gets in his own way and he hasn't been getting in his own way. I have not mentioned NBA first team all Tibbs, uh, you know, all defense Tibbs. I have not mentioned that in quite a few games. So um, shouts out to Tibbs. I know I give him, I give him, you know, slack about that. But he he is out here uh, coaching his behinds off. For once, Tibbs, uh, we, we might have to change the Tibbs is Tibbing. Or no, no, we're not changing that. We ha might have to retire it. But again, you know how I am a little mm -hmm. skeptical. Every time I want to jump out the window with him, he make me rein it back in. But he hasn't done that just yet. So I'm I'm gonna ride this wave and I appreciate I see it. I see it. I see the difference. It is a, it is an adjustment. It is an adjustment in fact. Um nah, the defense, again, when everybody else is harping on 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 offense, mm. the Knicks mm. hang their hat on on this right here. Yeah. That's what that's what we're doing right now. It is a copycat league. I guarantee you, you're gonna start seeing more people try to do what the Knicks are doing. So we might have a, we might have, you know, uh, some defense coming back into the league. Hopefully, because as you can see, that I think that definitely was the difference. While the Pacers can score, they couldn't, they couldn't stop us, they and uh, we did stop them for over five minutes in that fourth quarter. So yeah. Yeah, Let's no. Go tips. Shouts out the tips. You you are right. The the Pacers scored thirty six points in the first quarter. Yeah, I heard me say this a few times on this program. The Knicks transition defense has been the Achilles heel so far. Everything else defensively has been pretty good. The, the Pacers ran in that first quarter. That's why they got thirty six points. Once the the Knicks figured out they running too much, that didn't happen anymore. But also, what I have to say is a lot of the reason why they was running was Jalen Brunson was getting beat up in the first quarter, and there was no foul calls. So a lot of the times in that first quarter, it was five on four because Jalen Brunson was on the floor with one hand over his eye or grabbing his elbow, and uh, it, it, it didn't help. It didn't help. But we clawed our way back from that. So the defensive identity of this team – has been amazing. Precious Achula, Hartenstein, DiVincenzo. The rotations have been crisp. The one-on-one -on -one defense have been great. We've hung our hat on defense. We would have held them to under 100 points again if it wasn't for that first quarter bad transition defense and wacky calls. But we held them. We, hold, we held the number one offensive team in the league to 105 points, which is a huge deal. And don't be, don't feel bad for them for only playing Halliburton 22 minutes. This is the same team who beat the 76ers last week without Halliburton. All right. So don't go. And of course, you know, we didn't have OG. We didn't have Randall. We didn't have Mitch. We didn't have Grimes. So we definitely not feeling bad for nobody. So, uh, the deep, we hanging our hat for, on defense for real, and we're going to get into the, the meat and potatoes of it, but I, I want to let somebody else uh, go off first. I feel like Ryan, Ryan had a lot to say. So, Ryan, Ryan what, what you got to say? So, I'm going to start off by saying this. When the Knicks made the trade for OG Ananobi, and we were on the podcast talking about the trade and how it impacts the team, 
there were a lot there were a lot of emotional Knicks fans in the chat, which is understandable because Argent IQ, two guys that we loved, two guys that were drafted by the Knicks, homebred, were traded away for a player. And I understood why Knicks fans were emotional about that trade. Even on IG, I had people, you know, dudes that, you know, I talked to about the Knicks. You know, they watch the show. They hit me up sometimes to talk Knicks basketball. And I had dudes hitting me up, being emotional about RJ, IQ, being traded away. I even had one, one of my good friends on IG tell me that he was going to stop watching Knicks games because he was so upset over RJ Bye. and IQ being <laughs> traded. And I was like, and I told, and I told every single one of them, I was like, do not focus on RJ and IQ being traded away. Focus on what OG brings and his fit within the squad. And even in the chat, when we were doing the podcast, I was like, stop being overly emotional. Think about the fit and how it's going to help this team. Now, fast forward to the first game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I watched that game. With a keen eye, like Ebony, I have my I have my binoculars looking closely at that game. I was watching that game really real close. And remember, I came on this podcast after that Minnesota game, and I said immediately, and you know I'm not a hot take person, I said immediately, the Knicks are one piece away from winning the chip. One game was all I needed to see. The only thing I didn't realize was that I didn't know the team was this damn good to where no Mitchell Robinson, no Julius Randle, no OG Ananobi, no Quinn and Grimes. And they're able to lock down opponents the way they lock down opponents and still win this game. This, uh, yo, in all my years of being a Knicks fan, I don't know if I've ever felt the way I feel at the moment. The defense that this team has is a championship caliber defense. Absolutely. We all out the there window together, no man. No team. We out the window, No man. team in the East is going to want to see the Knicks in a seven-game series with the way this team defends the ball. And then on top of that, the offense. You have two guys with Dante and OG that can shoot the hell out the rock. Good luck trying to double either Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle. Good luck trying to double either one of them because you're going to get burned. This team is complete. I I, I do not want to say. I I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, dog. I'm with you, dog. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm trying not to jump out the window. I'm, I'm trying with you. to keep cool. I'm, listen. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep cool. Go ahead and round rounds. I feel like we all about to hold rounds, hands. Dog. I feel like we all about to hold hands and jump together, man. So I feel like we're all on the same page right now. Yo, I'm out the window on this one. This team is special. Special. I'm going to say it. Nick's going to the damn finals. Nick's going to the damn finals. Let's go. Let's go. Hell yeah. My man. Woo, I got the spirit. I got the spirit. James Dolan, I got the spirit. Let's go. Dog. Jumping out the window on this one. This, 
It feels if it, it feels that way, man. Ryan says it, it's happening. If he says it, it's happening. It feels that way, man. It feels like peace backup bench creator be damned. We might not even need that. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, show me some things today. I saw some things. I saw some we things. We gotta today. get rid of Evan. That's all. That's it. Shoot. I really, I, I really want Evan. Like, I, as uh, a basketball player, just to play or get an opportunity. Like, I. That's all. Uh, seriously, um, it's not even the fact that that we need. Do we? You know, what do we need? Because I, like you said. This the team we, that uh we just need to that, start the playoffs. Um, Healthy that Bullock though we <laughs> yeah. had in that fourth seed when he was talking about Big Fifteen. That's this seed. That's this team. Um, next man up mentality for real. This this is feeling like I feel like I feel like I feel, I feel like Ryan took your take, Lee. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say <clears throat> I've been on the show now for almost two years. That was my single favorite moment in my time beyond the show. Was that entire monologue by Ryan? That is my favorite moment. Thank you for that. So <laughs> let's talk about Tom Thibodeau. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for saying you should be fired. At the time, I still feel like I was right because I just walked out of that Mavs game. I, no, I was I was kicked out. I was booed out by the Dallas Mavs fans, my dad and I. And I was, I was super angry. But you changed. And from that moment, you shortened the rotation of nine men. There's been incremental, both micro and macro, you made changes that have led to your best playoff victory as a head coach. For only a second time in your career, you beat a lower, a higher seeded team in the playoffs. Cleveland Cavaliers, you smacked them. You didn't beat them. You smacked them. And then you gave Eric Spoelstra everything you had in a very well-coached series against the Miami Heat. And from that moment on this this uh, season, you've sped up the offense. You sped up the pace. You're shooting more threes. You're cleaner, as Jay always said, cleaner rotations. And rotations, minute-wise, that are managed better, game-to-game, depending on matchup. That is huge for Tom Thibodeau. that's huge. I am sorry. You do not deserve to be fired. My God, you deserve to be extended. Let's get get this team healthy. Because if they're healthy, we are winning the championship this season. This season, if we are fully healthy, I'm calling it. I am calling it. I've seen enough. Mitch, come back. Randall, come back. Because we are winning it all if you do. Oh, man. I, you know what? There's been a lot of criticism given to this front office for being patient and incremental and not making big moves and making a bunch of base hits. And But you, 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 know, you know when you've been in a lot of toxic relationships and yes. you... When you, when you when you're in a lot of toxic relationships, sometimes when you get the the one, when you get the good one, sometimes you're so used to the bad ones, you don't know the good one is the good one. Because you're like, well, my other, my, my the other one did this. How come you not doing that? Because that was never the right way to do it in the first place. And I feel like I feel like that's the the PTSD. That's what the Knicks have been going through. The old regime, you make a, you make a, a semi mistake, you're fired. Yeah, that's not, that's not the way to go. <laughs> He's like, that's not the way. Wait, is he making improvements here? Oh, he fell back here, but he making. Okay, cool. Let's see where this goes. Like, this is the this is the way healthy franchise franchises are run, 
And I'm glad that we're doing it differently. We're, we're being strategic. We're not making knee jerk reactions. And we've, even though we, we as a fan base have been massively impatient, the patience is starting to pay off and we're starting to see the fruits of our labor. Even, even sadly, even with some of the young guys here, but still the culture is still here. The coach is still here. Brunson, Randall, the, the energy of the New York energy, that grid is still here. And, and I'm loving what I'm seeing. And, and when that type of energy is here, you can be missing three out of the five of your starting lineup and, and beat the Pacers and beat the high, and hold the highest, highest ranking offense to 105 points. So I'm extremely happy with where this I, team is right I mentioned Quintel Woods earlier for a reason. Story time. 2000 sets that year, Quintel Woods was my precious Achua. I was really hype about him. I thought he was, a, I was like, oh, we got a gritty guy. I was young. I said, like, we got a gritty guy on the team for all of his scoring. You know, Eddie Curry, Stephon Marbury, Steve Francis. I was like, we got to have that grit guy, you know, that Ronnie Brewer type guy that would come in and be the glue. Me and my dad went to Razoo's, both blue collar workers, sat at the bars. This lesbian couple next to us, uh, older, probably baby boomer age, other uh, huge Mav fans, had decked out Mav deer. And me and my dad are like, hey, bartender, can you put the nits on? Everyone's like, put the nits on? Like, what the hell do you want? <laughs> it's, it's 2006. Bear with me. They're like, what? The, the, they still play basketball? I didn't believe it. We wanted the nits to be played on the TV. They put the game on. The fans next to us are like messing with this. So, like, man, y'all suck. You know, we've been mad fans, ticket holders, 20 years, blah, blah. You know, we got Dirk Nowitzki. I'm like, that's cool. We got, we got Eddie Curry and Zad Randolph. Randolph, first half, dropped 18 points. Me and my dad are hype. Third quarter. Comes about, doesn't store for the rest of the half. Mm. Nits lose by 15. We got laughed out of the restaurant by that by my Mass fan couple. Precious Achua is exactly what I wanted Quintel Woods to be. We have a lot of talent. We got a lot of guys, but we needed someone to come in and do the dirty work. And you always trust a Miami, no, never trust a Miami Heat fan, but you always trust a Miami Heat draft pick. And my man, Precious Achua, has untapped potential. Him and OG and Mitch can be lethal. In the playoffs, and there is no other three-man combination in the NBA as lethal and switchable as that on defense. It puts us over the over the top and over the edge defensively. So when I see Precious Achua, it's everything I wanted Quintel Woods to be and more, and I love him for that. And never believe a uh, Raptor fan, obviously, because the analysis on, on Precious was off. Man. <laughs> it was super off. Or, or... You have a great coach who can bring what he has out of him. Say it, Jay. <laughs> that is true. That's, that could be we, it. You talk about how underrated he is in development, and he is. He is. And is. I, I've been calling Precious Achua like mini OG because of the way he plays defense. Um, and today, I don't know, man. I might just, I'm, I have to stop that. I, I, I'm calling him. I, I feel like he needs to just have his own name. <laughs> like right. I, I feel like I'm a little, I'm a little bro in by saying that because nah, he, I, I got yeah. Okay, he, he, he. There was a big moment in the game in the fourth quarter where you know it's going to Pascal Siakam. Kind of probably helps that he's played against them in Toronto and know all of his moves, and it worked out because he got like two. I think he got like two or three stops consecutively, consecutively on Pascal to help win the game, and he does it without fouling. 
the the feats, man. The feats. He shuffles the feet so well and gets his hands up so well and does this without fouling. He phenomenally. We he doesn't have the offense that OG has, but defensively, we don't really miss a step defensively when he's in the starting lineup. And that's what's been helping us kind of level out and keep that defensive intensity. I saw I saw a shout out to Schwinney. He joked, man, I'm so glad that OG got thrown in that precious situation. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> fact, I have I have mentioned uh, when Randall went down for everybody, you know, like it was the people that was really trying to panic that we were gonna be okay because um you could granted he's not he's not he's not Randall, but what he doesn't give in offense we make up on on our defense, and um y'all already know defense wins game, so that's why what you see we were down by like seven at halftime, only hitting three uh threes and a half, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even talk about the threes. Yeah, that that that's but because the defense defense keeps you in it. Yeah, we're struggling, but so with other teams and um with Precious, you can give a different look. You can definitely uh eliminate that that uh big that that drives to the hole that archetype that we had had uh problems with for mm-hmm. so long. And then I got to give Sim shout out too because when he's plugged in there too, he does the same. They're very good. We have two very very underrated. Uh, perimeter defender bigs like underrated. Like you, if you just sit there and really watch Sims on some of these players and Precious, just the fact that they're they're bigs and they're moving their feet this way and keeping up with them, and their help defense is on point too. Um, yes. Precious Precious stays lurking, and so does uh Sims. Like we have a very good, we're blessed. Yeah, like we're blessed on that end. Um. <laughs> And the fact that again in the playoffs, imagine you just throwing these looks and then being comfortable because they've been used throughout the whole season. So, so those days of of, of a big trying to stretch the floor doesn't mean much anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, you you tap in Josh Hart waiting in the passing lanes and Dante and things of that nature, and and induce, you know, people like that lurking in the background. You're going to cause uh, you know, make your defense into offense, and that's the difference between the first half and the second half. In the first half, we didn't get into transition. We solely we're, we're depending on our half court set, and then in that second half, you saw the defense take over mm-hmm. and, and them able to push and get easy buckets and, and things of that nature. And again, I got to give Tibbs his credit again because they were doubling Brunson, and instead of for him forcing it in his hand and let him bring it up, he played Brunson off ball, and we were able to get a huge three to actually tie the game. Mm-hmm. So I see you too. I see. I see. <laughs> yep. We had Devo playing a little bit of point guard at the end, at least bringing the ball up. And then they reversed the bat to Brunson. It's funny because freaking Kevin Durant did, did that to us on the Nets. It's like, man, I wish we did that. And we actually did it today. <laughs> I was like, wow, we did that. <laughs> but I got, I got one. I, you know, I had to bring in my man, the, the hidden gem out. <laughs> he hide it. Don't hide. Precious, come on out. Oh, the hidden gym. He had it today. Hidden in the bottom. Out. I love that. He don't yeah. want. He don't want to come out today. But you know, brushing at the top, pressures the hidden gym definitely for sure. Facts, and I do want to say something right quick too. That's why I wasn't overly worried when Julius Randle did come out because, like Ebony, like Ebony said, the way this team plays defense is always going to keep them in games, regardless of the fact, no matter who's out. They defend, they lock down 
huge. And in and in an NBA where teams are just offensively charged and the rules favor the offense, the fact that Knicks are able to defend like this is going to be a huge advantage come playoff time because teams are not going to be able to score that easily on the Knicks. And if you can't stop the opponent, it's going to be lights out. And that's why I'm so confident about this team. And I also love the fact that because, you know, I've been, you know, watching clips all over social media where, you know, different um, clips where people are talking about the Knicks and the fact that people are still sleeping on the Knicks. I like that because it allows the team to fly under the radar and, before, and little do they know they're going to be surprised at this team come playoff time because this team is going to be knocking out their favorite teams and they're going to and they're going to wonder what hit them mm. because they're still sticking to those old Knicks narratives and they're refusing to see what's in front of their eyes right now with this team and this team is going to surprise a lot of people come playoff time with the way they're playing ball because it doesn't take a blind man to see where this team is going right now. The way this team locks in on defense and the way this team is transformed on offense as well, we have four guys out in the way, and the way they're able to still able to lock down the the opposing team and still find ways to win. The fact that this team is so gritty, down 15, 17 points, and able to find a way to claw back into the game and win. The way how Brunson was knocked in his damn face, the referee didn't call a damn foul, and the and the Pacers took the ball from him and got a dunk, and this man got right back up. And got an air one on the uh, on, mm-hmm. on the next damn possession. Mm-hmm. That shows the grit that New York is about. This team embodies the damn city, and that's what I love about this team. Yeah, man, there's there's a lot to like about this team. I'm, I got so high, I forgot we, I even had graphics. I forgot I even had graphics, but <laughs> <laughs> we did the whole pressure since you were salute. We I even showed my man stats. He had twelve point sixteen rebounds, four steals, two blocks. We got like six or seven defensive players of the year on the team, man. I don't even know what to tell you, man. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. We got six or seven, but he he did a great job. I feel like he, he I feel like he's this man's bash brother. I, I, I feel like they're like forming a friendship. Like they they're chest bumping each other. I feel like they might like watch each other's car. I don't know. Mitch, watch your best friend, man. I don't know. <laughs> I know Mitch and Hartenstein are best friends. Precious might be out here trying to steal your best friend. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yo. Hartenstein, too, 19 rebounds, a block, six assists, cleaned up a lot of offensive uh, misses from, from Devo, who shot a lot. Devo shooting a lot. I don't care. I don't care if you're not shooting a lot. I keep shooting Devo. But Hartenstein, man, he's come back with a vengeance. And the, rebound, the rebounds are huge. The rebounds Can I say are something? Go Can ahead. I say something real quick about Devo, though? Um, Go ahead. You just mentioned Devo didn't play a great game offensively. Like, he didn't have a great game offensively, but he did well on the other end. He definitely did play some great, good defense. Our rotations in that second half was, was beautiful. Um, Just that helping and recovering on our men. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're gelling on that end, too. That chemistry is, is, is starting to click on, on the defensive end. But what I, I wanted to say real quick about Devo was he had a huge bucket, and it wasn't a three, and he did it off the dribble. Yes. Is when uh yeah. when he when he pulled up in the mid range mm-hmm. for that that two that in the fourth quarter definitely and I and that's the show let you know let them show what they have people will quick to say we need more at that two spot because in the playoffs can he create his own shot well I I believe he can and and, and not on a, a all star level maybe but enough to get us by you know um and yeah you you should see it I I love this team man just you know. Yeah, this that's not a great point. I even mentioned that yesterday that pe- teams are going to be running Devo off the three point line. 
That's just what's gonna happen. And you saw it today where they're running him off the three point line, and he still got a lot. He still got a lot up because he's Diana, he's just unconscious. Yeah, he shot sixteen threes. <laughs> That's like yo, he's ridiculous. <laughs> yo, he unloaded a clip. Overall, he had twenty six field goal attempts. He unloaded yeah, the clip. Yeah, yeah. But I my man said, "I'm gonna get that record." He yeah. said, "I'm gonna get it before the season's over." Yeah, <laughs> nah, for real. That, that, that ten threes, I'm mm -hmm. gonna get it. <laughs> I want to add something to what Ebony said. I, uh, here's a hot take. Dante DiVincenzo has a higher ceiling than RJ Barrett. And I think I think Dante DiVincenzo has a potential all-star nod in his future. If he keeps shooting at this clip and starts showing and starts finishing, continues to finish around the basket with a high level of efficiency and maybe adds in a floater, a midi floater like IQ, he's an all-star player. Because his shooting, he is one of the best shooters in the NBA. Lee. And his size. And all, and he's above average at every facet of the game. Every facet, he's above average. So maybe blots. So to me, that's a, his build, size, and on ball and off ball ability. I, I think I think he has all star potential if he continues to be able to start and grow alongside R.J. Barrett. Also, I want to give Tip some credit. I really love the change in philosophy defensively. We showed a completely different defensive steam than we did in Utah, where Precious was guarding. Uh, Laurie marketing one-on-one with very little doubling and also having to hedge against uh, Wes Walker Kessler in the paint to go this team where now you're trapping the guards and trying to take the ball out of Halliburton's hands and playing really smart drop, drop coverage to avoid letting their guys penetrate to the hoop. It was a great defensive shift from Utah to Indiana. Dive tips props for that, the defensive preparation and the team executing as well. That. Can yeah. I say something to, real quick to Lee on that go ahead. point? <laughs> Yeah, that definitely, Leah. You hit a bunch of nails. You know, head, you hit it right on the head with that because um, there there was a a time time where we wouldn't do stuff. It just tips in his system, not individual to to the individual person. You understand? Like he went and set individual uh, like game plans. Today we saw him drop. Oh, okay, Siakam. We'll rather give you the jump shot today. You understand? Instead of playing you up and letting you get to your 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 weakness, me your strengths. Okay, we're gonna play off you. Come under the screens. Allow you to be the jump shooter. Like so. I yeah. I definitely see seeing that he he growing still. I didn't think you could teach a, a old dog new tricks, but maybe maybe somebody yeah. in his ear. You, you, you know. know you're Brunson threw that the ball in the air and I'm Joyce Randall and threw that hoe down, baby. That was a great alley oop one two punch. Love it. You you know what else? Two things I want to say. One, I feel like this is the first time Tibbs has the type of players he has. And I feel like he wants and he can kind of expand his defensive playbook and say, Hey, I think you guys can handle doing this and this and this and make the schemes a little bit more complicated than before. So I think we're seeing, I feel like we're seeing more because he feel he trusts the players that he has more. My, my only, my only get back on that or feedback like on that is that as a coach, you try, you got to try things to win the game. You got to try things to help your, 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 your players. So that's my whole thing with, with, with when I was beefing with Tiz before, like at least try it, give mm -hmm. it a try, shut me up. You get what I'm saying? Right. I, I, shut me up. Let me see it. Um, just to say I don't trust my team. I I, I can't. I cannot understand that 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 type of coaching. It um, depends on like if you have a person who I feel like Obi Obi and Cam are great examples, right? I feel like Obi and Cam guys when they were here, they would tr 
they would try. They, they gave the effort, but they often they were often out of they were often out of place. And we were actually today, honestly, we were we were confused today. Like for the first half, I feel like our rotations were off in the first half. So if a guy is constantly out of place and doesn't know where to rotate, how do you then give them even a more complicated defense if they're already struggling with the first? You, at that point, you're like, you know what? They can't handle this yet. They have to master this. You're going to keep it simple so they can keep it up. Like I, I feel like that might be what he was I, I get what you, I get what you understand, but as a coach, you try, you teach, you, it's your system, you implement it, you try it, but not to just say somebody that can't do it and not try. It, I, I'm not with that. Um, and, and with with Cam and them, it was never really the defensive part that 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 was the issue for me with them. It was him them just sticking in the corner. I never seen Obi do picking rolls. And and, and oh, we yeah, no. up. Oh, we talking about defense. That so that's the only reason I'm talking about the defense. Yeah, I, I, the things I, of that I, nature. That's the whole thing. Like with, with Tibbs, it was just very stubbornness, and then he doesn't seem as stubborn now. And and that's just the difference. <laughs> um, I, 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 he's willing to 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 maybe go outside of his written work and, and try different things. Right now, he's getting better at freestyling. Maybe maybe he might be able to get the uh, invite at the end of the uh to rap city at the end of the uh <laughs> funny the end of the season maybe. <laughs> The, the, the second thing I want to touch on is the DiVincenzo thing. Because, Lee, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing yesterday. I just didn't say it, I just didn't say it yet. I was waiting to see what type of game he was going to have the day before I said it. I was waiting to see what type of game he's going to have. The day, but Because I know everybody's looking for that all-star second guard. But I think we might actually have something here. I think we might actually have something here. And, and too often, too often in the NBA as a fan base, as uh, we see somebody who was a second round guy or is his eighth year and he's never been anything. And you figure because he hasn't been anything for the seven, first seven or eight years, he's not nothing now. So you put a cap on what this person is based on the first seven years. And you don't know what the situation was, injury history, uh, the, the flexibility he had, the role he had, all that can cartel into what you are today. So this is his biggest role to to date, as Ebony said yesterday, and he's starting to grow within his role. Like, and he's even starting to expand. He's starting to go to the hole more. He's starting to shoot more mid range, and people are gonna have to run. People are running him off the three point line, so he's going to have to expand. So it's going to force him to grow. So we might see another Dante as time goes on. This is one of those other blessing in disguise things where Julius Randle is down. Somebody else has to step up and they can kind of realize, wait, I have this other part to this game that's untapped. Let me use that. Um, I have a little bit of ball handling that I really haven't used on this team. Let me lean into that more. So let's, let's just wait and see. Like I can, I can totally see Dante DiVincenzo being, uh, Growing into an all-star caliber guy, he's he's shown flashes. The, the shooting is there. He's shooting over forty percent from three. Um, this to see if he can handle this load for this period of time is going to be uh, a small sample size to maybe what he can be. So I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I just want to add something right quick with Devo. I don't really think it's a cap. I don't think it was because teams put a cap on him that stopped him. I think it's opportunity. Yes, I said his role. Injuries, too. Yeah, injuries, yeah, also. At, yeah, because look at the teams that he was on. 
he was on a stacked Bucks team. So it's like on a stacked Bucks team, are you gonna really get the opportunity to start? No. Especially when you're a young player? Not really. He went to Golden State. You have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson in the backcourt. So it's like, are you gonna really start in Golden State when you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson ahead of you? No. But it, but when he came to the Knicks, the opportunity presented itself because you had Grimes in the starting lineup and he wasn't producing. And then Grimes came out and, you know, he and he complained about his role in the starting lineup. So that presented an opportunity and you have to give Dante his props. He mm -hmm. took advantage of that opportunity. And now you're finally seeing what he's capable of in the starting lineup. So sometimes it's not even a matter of, you know, teams putting a cap on a player and being like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to surpass. Oh. No, I wasn't saying teams being a cap. I'm saying fans. I'm I meant like fans keep having a cap in their head, like oh, he can't oh. be past this because yeah. of that. Because yeah. after that, and I when, said role, like depending on what role you have, like you're playing next to Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, you're not going to be getting the type of shots that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are getting. And he took he took people's minutes in Golden State. Also, same thing, kind of like he did here. He came in and and, and uh, crafted out a role for himself. They had to play him more. Um, his like he outplayed his contract. That's why again, if if Golden State could afford for him, they probably definitely would have. Uh, That's fact. Kept him. They wanted to keep him, but with Dante, yeah, with the people, I always tell people all the time, stop putting people in boxes. Uh, look at look at a prime example is that Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez didn't shoot like his first three pointer like consistently more than three three pointers until like his eighth year, his eighth season. So like people do get better if this game does slow down at different times for different players. So you can't put everybody under the same umbrella. I agree. You don't know what what happens in a person's life to make something click for them where they get it as a player. You understand? It only takes one something to click in your head and, and, and you're like, all right, I got this now. You understand? Yeah. Or or a couple of hours in the gym in the summer, and now you got your game is in a place where you feel unstoppable and things of that nature. So I, I'm never the one to put people in boxes because I know one summer is a different maker. Mm -hmm. You never know. You're never the same player from one season to the to the net, That's so just let them show. Jay, you know what play it was that, that solidified my thinking in this? What's that? It was when Dante came off that curl on the left-hand side. He put the ball on the floor. Defender came out, overreached on three-point line. He went up to the mid-range on the left side, and he just pulled up for a really nice – it was a beautiful mm -hmm. Jay. That's like, he has that. Yeah. I was like, the more reps he gets, the more we'll see that mid-range – He's already a top five shooter, maybe top three shooter in NBA this season from three. So he's got that's his bag, and he is one of the best at it. In today's pace and space NBA, you can be an all star based on your shooting. But he also has improved into the rim. So if he is finishing at a higher clip and he's shooting at one of the highest clips, if he adds that mid range, how how can you guard him? Yeah, especially with Randall and Brunson creating so much of a vacuum, pulling the defender away from them. You can never give them single coverage or no coverage. The potential is there. It, it really is. No, I agree. I agree. And um, I'm also seeing potential in throw your number twos if you no. Deuce McBride, man. <laughs> Deuce. Did you? Yo, I was screaming. I was screaming today because I was like, man, I don't know if you, you guys follow us on Twitter. I posted on Twitter, man, I wish OG Ananobi was here because I wanted him to lock up. Uh, Halliburton. Little did I know that Deuce McBride was on the case. All right, <laughs> Deuce came in in the second quarter and gave Halliburton hell for like a good 
clean three minutes <laughs> before the quarter ended. <laughs> Forced an offensive foul, hit a few threes, and set out the box. Deuces showed Deuces showed it's like he's start he's he's starting to build. He's starting to stack his confidence and build on moments. I'm starting to see him pick his spots better when the drive went not to. I saw him. He's watching Brunson now. He's watching Brunson because I saw him reject two screens because Brunson be the king of rejecting screens again to the hole. I saw I saw a screen come and do said, nope, drive left, got to the hole and one. I was like, okay. Okay, okay. So Deuce, Deuce is learning. Deuce is learning. And that, that third into the fourth quarter minutes when Jalen Brunson was looking exhausted, he played the whole third quarter. He looked like he had no legs. Like he was, he, I felt like he was trying to, he was shooting threes because he was like, I'm just tired. <laughs> and everything was short. And I was like, man, they're going to have to sit him because there's nothing left. And then Deuce came in there. Josh Hart and Petulia and Hartenstein, and they cut that lead to two, man. And Deuce was was in the thick of it. Now they got a little bit hyper and couldn't get over the hump, <laughs> but they did their job. And it's like even though the bench scoring was uneven, like they 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 killed us on the bench scoring forty and twenty. But Deuce had impactful moments. Sixteen points for Deuce. A lot of big threes. Like Ebony said, Tibbs had him running off of screens and hitting threes. Went to the hole. Uh, he he's he's starting to find a little bit of his mid range. I'm I'm liking how it's coming together for Deuce, and in big moments, pressure situations too. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Deuce. I I love the absolutely love the big uh, Deuce's minutes, and especially because he had such a stinker last game. That's how you respond. That that shows a lot of character to me. Um, and and also you putting folks in jail. My NYPD card just dropped, so I can't. Flash it across, but Jell, he he had him frustrated pushing off, mm-hmm. um, and he had a little hook shot going. I would like to see more of that little hook for his uh short self because he needs stuff like that. If mm-hmm. he can put that things like that in his bag, um, yeah, I I seen him him not taking wide turns to the basket today was very aggressive and straight to straight to the point type of thing when he decided to he was decisive. If I'm driving, I'm driving. It wasn't dribbling uh, in circles today. Yeah. I'm, uh, if I'm driving, I'm driving. If I'm not. I'm moving the ball. Like he was very decisive and learning. Again, he, he he's just been pushed into the into the you know into action. Like here you go, you're part of a, a third seed team now as a backup point guard. Do your thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I have to give him have to give him grace because um we did ask him to get a better jump shot and hit those shots and he's doing that. Yeah. So now it, it really reminds me of IQ. Now we're going to ask him, can he run the point guard? Mm-hmm. Now we're going to ask him, does he have a mid range? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real, real IQ ish. The same thing. Just keep stacking it. Just keep, just keep stacking it. So, yeah. So I'm giving the young man grace because I, you know, he plays my favorite side of the basket. So basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, and I like that he's like a movement shooter now. Like he runs to one spot, relocates. Hartenstein hits hits his man with a screen. He runs to the other side. Gets his foot squared, looks perfect almost every single time and hits the three. He's like a move, he's like a legit movement shooter now. I, I'm really happy with the direction Deuce is going in. So sh- shout outs to Deuce McBride. Yeah. Oh, Kitty Cat made an appearance. We we don't want you in New York. Sorry, Kitty Cat. Sorry, cat. <laughs> we, we we good over here. He's an all-star. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, breast it, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Funny. Yes, and also I, I have to just mention congratulations to Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. All right. First time since what Houston Sprewell? No, Chandler no. Mello. Yeah, Mello and I'm um, Chandler. Yes, Chandler and Mello. Well, we had two all-star, two all-stars at the same time. So bust those shots. Having two all stars, well deserved. And I remember last year saying, in the slash year around November, December, I was like, "Yo, Jalen Brunson is gonna be an all star." And I kept saying, "You gotta remember." I go back to all the comments when I was calling Jalen Brunson a future all star back last year in November, and people called me crazy. I remember, I remember saying that. I remember. It, 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 look, it sounds crazy now because we here now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Jay, a in lot November, of December, picks, people were looking at me nuts. Yeah, me too. Uh, a lot of my takes, Jay, are, are unpopular until they're popular. Exactly. Like, and that's that 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 that's it. Uh, because you 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 just speak. You're not speaking to get attention. You're talking what you see and what you truly believe. And then 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 people get you know late to the show. They late to the show. Then it's an epiphany. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's most of our takes here are, are popular. You're unpopular. They call you crazy until until because I, I was I called the Detroit Pistons type of method a long time ago. Just doing that as committee and people. Are, we don't have. We don't have. We well, We don't have a charge. We don't have a. Come on. It's, it's not the exact people we're talking about. It's the way they did. It. Right, and, and as you can see, working as a team, you know, Alexander had put it uh, last. Uh, I think it was last uh, post game, and I, I something I teach my son on on a, a daily basis: teamwork make the dream work. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, if you do it as a committee, everybody it doesn't seem as much, and you having fun because everybody's involved. Mm -hmm. You see, everybody locked in. Why? Because they're involved. They're mm -hmm. part of the winning. They're getting the ball when they're open. So people are cutting harder now because they're getting it when they're doing it. You just see little differences when you play like a team. We don't we don't have to have three people score 20. If you get eight, 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 10, 12, 20, you get what I'm saying, and have three people in double-digit rebounding, things like that will, will help um, disguise injuries. Uh, other teams can't do this, though. This is what having the team that they was talking about redundancy and all that other stuff we were speaking about earlier that people was beefing about our team. This is what that does for you. You have more room for mistake. Yeah, or, or or we could be like the you know like Phoenix and the Lakers. As soon as the injury happened, they start struggling. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. We 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 actually have a team now, so it's like I, I'm just glad people are seeing. I'm just glad people are seeing it. I remember last. I remember last year I was saying, Jalen Brunson's number is gonna be retired. I remember I was saying that last year. <laughs> Jay. Yeah. Jay, did you, do you remember what I said when we signed him? When you, you know, I was, he was on. Was, Lee was on I it. Was. Early, Lee was on. I was it. The earliest. Lee was I on. I said it. this is the best signing in franchise history. The day he was signed, I said that. Lee, no, he, he did. He did. Seats to the Bronx he did. show. You know, Dallas. Honest. Yeah, he was in I Dallas. He was in Dallas scouting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a ninety percent hit rate. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I and I do want to say something right quick. Um, it was basically in regard to what Ebony said, and I think this is where people get it wrong about the Knicks because, and I think Amin 
made a great point on Dan Lebatard's um yeah podcast yeah. show and he was trying to explain it because a lot of people when they look at these teams and they look at teams that have a great chance of winning the championship whatever the case may be they're kind of looking for that shiny player you know like teams that have that those shiny players like you know the the Steph Curry right the LeBron James players like that and they're like oh that team has that type of caliber player so that team automatically has a chance to win a championship whatever the case may be but the way the Knicks did it the Knicks did it is so unorthodox because the Knicks don't have a quote unquote shiny player they're doing the it like the Nuggets that, exactly the Knicks have players that they brought in and they developed while they were with the Knicks when Jalen Brunson came to the Knicks he wasn't a superstar caliber player at that time but as he grew with the Knicks he started to develop into that superstar caliber type of player. Julius Randle. When Julius Randle came to the Knicks, he wasn't an all-star caliber player. But when he came to the Knicks, he began to develop his game and he developed into that all-star caliber player. So now all of a sudden it's like the Knicks have that have those pieces that you can put them on the caliber of other star players, even, you know, and they don't look like those shiny pieces. So people automatically write up right up the Knicks because they're like, oh. The Knicks don't have no special players because they look at Jalen Brunson, they look at Julius Randle, they're like, there's nothing about these players that look quote-unquote flashy. Yeah. But it's like the Knicks have players on their squad that are that caliber when it comes to scoring the rock oh, and man. making an impact on the team. And then all you're doing it now is now, now you're just attaching the pieces together. Yeah. We, got you... yeah, right. Yo, we got steel-toe boots. That's why, man. We got steel-toe boots. We don't have shit. shiny shoes. We got old reliable boots. Exactly. Take a and then, exactly. And then putting all the pieces together. Now, all of a sudden, it's a team effort. All of a sudden, you have a squad out there that can pretty much compete with any other team in the NBA. Man, I'm really feeling like more than ever. You have all these damn picks. Like, I don't know. Maybe we should like draft somebody. Sound like Brogdon. And maybe we should just like pack some picks to get more high level role players in here. Like get like a like another type of OG and like I don't, I feel like we good, man. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Jay, because uh this kind of reminds me what you're talking about reminds me what uh Denver did with Michael Porter Jr. Like you're able to get a, a, a maybe you get somebody that's a high risk, uh I mean look, you know, like a high risk, high reward type of person, because people didn't want to take a chance on MPJ because his back issues. Denver could because they were stacked. Right. They, they could let him miss a couple of seasons and, and develop and get where he needed to go. They didn't have to rush him. So when they needed him, he was right on time. Right. You understand? So yeah, I I I I understand that. Or Brogdon. I'm cool with him too. You get one of them picks for, for get us Brogdon just an insurance piece. Leave my Grimes alone though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like like seriously? Like if we have time. Like we can still like develop dudes in the background like we did like we did Deuce. And then bring him on when cause cause Cause, Cause, it's gonna come a time when every NBA player, every NBA team has to make a tough decision because they're at the cap, and it's like this player that we really love is gonna get you know pulled by some other team, and then you just look back and go, wait, we have Deuce over here who's on three million a year. We have uh, Toppin over here is in the G League. We've been grooming him for four, three years. Plug him back in, 
for cheap so we can still stay manage our cap and keep train pushing down the hill like like that yeah that might be the way to go and remember uh denver did it a couple times because they actually drafted i think it was mpj and bobo wasn't it in the same draft right they did it together or back to back and they found out bobo was lazy let him go yeah but bobo didn't work out but you get what i'm saying they 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 took chances on People that could have been real good, it was you know, because Bobo has the skill set to be real right. good, but maybe his what his work ethic is not there, or whatever, whatever the case may be. But he has the skills, so like just to develop, you know, have them waiting in the the background and do it at their own time, kind of you know, with no rush, mm-hmm. and and you see that they're kind of reaping the rewards when it comes to the offensive game of you know Michael Porter Jr. Right, everybody, you know, who the person was it was Christian Braun. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. white guy who yes. won a championship uh, with Kansas. He was another guy who is like, yes. who is this dude? 21st pick, 2022. And then just like DiVincenzo, Hart and Brunson, he's a college winner. Winner at every level. And he comes in and he's probably the fifth best player for that Denver Nugget team. Came up huge in that finals run. Hart and Brunson, he's Hello? the fifth best player Denver, for that Denver, Denver Nugget team. I think, Came up huge I think Denver gave up finals. too much of their soul though. Um, like not so like grittiness. Um, I think Brown and Green were un- very underrated on their team. They were oh, like yeah. Josh Hart's and the Dantes of the, you know, um, yes. like that type of player. And and again, just like Milwaukee with Drew, I think when you give up those type of players, they they don't they underrate how much that's gonna affect your team. It's a yeah. reason you brung them next to Jokic and Murray. It was a reason right. for that. Right. And, yeah. and now you see the reason. Like, yeah, you know, man. So. Woo. So yeah, man, we there, man, we there. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy where this team is. Big win, man, big win. Huge win for the Knicks. Nine games in a row, nine game winning streak. This is the, is this the, this, this makes it officially the most games the Knicks have won in a month, right? Because we're up to fifteen. No, it's new one though. Huh? We start new one. Yeah, February. Oh, it's February. Oh, yeah. it's not January anymore. No the point. <laughs> <laughs> New month, <laughs> and how close are we to to the Bucks at this point? Half a, a half a game, I think I saw. Woo, half a, yo, did you imagine coming into this season the Knicks would even be have a chance to be second place? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Facts, Lee. I was jumping out the window. So yes. fifty plus, Let's right? Like, come on. last year. Listen, yes, it was me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 50 burger. <laughs> 50 burger for me last year, too, ain't eh, Chase? Let's go. Man. I was thinking third place. We keeping on second. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I know I know the power of team basketball. And it's yeah, and unfortunately, like I don't like doing this because I don't because actually some people call me weird for feeling feeling this way, but maybe okay. this is my competitive spirit. Or like, I don't like the fact that uh, Joel Embiid is injured and has meniscus tear, and because like when I want to, like when I beat somebody, I want it to be undeniable. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want the oh, but uh, this person, oh, but I don't like that. I, I like to be like, yeah, we smacked the Sixes, we smacked the Celtics. He's like, I like that type of energy. So I don't know how long Embiid is going to be out because I don't know if you guys have heard that he's had he went down a meniscus tear. Hopefully he's be, he's back and better than ever. Um, I'm not sure how long it takes for an injury to heal, though. Um, and this is something serious, though. Yeah, right? yeah, it's serious. It's, yeah. it's definitely serious. 
But speak. It's not season ending though. Hmm. It's not season ending though. It's like a month or something. No. Um, yeah, so basically, he, he on Julius Randle uh, time frame. Exactly, exactly. Which segue me into the Julius Randle. We had good news today from Ian Begley, or at least not even good news, just more, more confirmed news. Randle has already started rehab. It's going to take around two to three months, two to three weeks. I'm sorry, um, until he's reevaluated to see if he can play. Now. Everything is still on the table. I mean, surgery is definitely still on the table, but also playing is still on the table, but also more rehab is still on the table. So we're gonna go, we're gonna check back in two to three weeks and see if Randall can play. Now, um, that kind of is it, if if he's actually healthy or good enough to play, it's that time frame isn't bad for us because you know we don't have that many games until all-star break. Then it's a week off. So you end up you know, we can, he can end up being back by what, like end of February? And he hasn't even missed that many games, really, because of that big layoff. And so he'll, we'll, we'll be right back in the thing, the thick of things, if everything goes according to plan. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll keep monitoring Julius Randle and, and see how it goes. And hopefully he's back and, and healthy and strong. Yeah, guys, I, I got a little emotion. I, yeah, definitely. I know it's a little random, random, but I just seen the the, the post that uh, like uh, Jalen Brunson. I mean, Rick Brunson put to Jalen Brunson. Um, it says that it says. Can I read it real quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It says there were times when when you wanted to be like me, and now I wish I could be like you when I was your age. Aww. I love you. Congratulations Aww. for making your first All Star game. Oh, it's cutting kind of onions, isn't it? I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I ha- <laughs> Man, that one, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, back to back to Randall. I'm just excited, you know, that he's come back and it's, it's optimistic. It could have been a lot worse, so I'm counting the blessings. And, yeah, yeah, I'm counting the blessings. Yeah, and, and salute to the chat too. Discord link is up. Um, you can take one or two calls if you feel like. I saw somebody say, hey, "Are y'all taking calls?" Yes, we're taking calls. The Discord link is at the top if you want to chat. Um, so all you have to do is go to the top, click the link, and talk your talk and talk next basketball. All right. But shout out to the chat. Shout out to Nick Yak. Shout out to 19 Conman NYC. Shout out to Ann Grill. Shout out to D Nice 77. Shout out to Gregory Lee. Shout out to Prezi the Boss. Shout out to Russell. Shout out to what's, who was here earlier from, from Morning Brew? Phil? Was Phil here? Phil. Yeah. Shout out, I don't even know if Phil's still, still here. He's like, yeah, I'm still talking. He probably went to bed. But shout out to you. Shout out to Marshall Alexander, Russell McCall. Shout out to the Crazy Inner. Shout out to Carmen Goldberg. Shout out to uh, Glamour Knicks. Shout out to AKA Miss Tibbs. You, you are Miss Tibbs, Mrs. Tibbs from now on. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everybody. Rock with the Kid OT show. All right. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else that you want before we I get to the. Huh? I got one more hot take in the clip. Oh, yeah, one more? Oh, man. Uh-oh. The OG Ananobi and Precious Achua, and I'm not going to mention Malachi Flynn, that trade is the third best trade in its history. Number one, 1968, Dave DeBusher. Number two, 1971, Earl the Pearl Monroe. That's Dan Boleyn's. Number, <laughs> number three is OG tie with the Charles Oakley trade uh, for Bill Cartwright. 
I believe that was what, 1988? Mm-hmm. Tied right now. I think the OG, if we go to the finals, these Thomas finals, it could push above. This but the precious addition, precious and OG. Leon Rose pulled off a top three trade. Jalen Brunson, best sign in its history. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. I can I, the way we move in, I can't argue against it. You know, yeah. you, you, <laughs> and the evidence keep piling on, you know, you got a kid. You gotta you got roll with it. Fact. Just gotta roll um, with it. Staying yeah. on business. <laughs> and not 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 Kenny the Jet Smith standing neither. No Kenny. Oh, <laughs> we 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 not doing that type of thing. Damn. So what what where would you put where would you put the spree wheel Oh four. Mm. I think OG is going to end up being more OG and Precious will be more impactful. I think so. You know what that means? He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yeah, like if they went to the finals, <laughs> As, he always knows how I'm thinking. He always knows. The professor ends. He's like, <laughs> oh man, oh, holy, I love me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Is it, what we doing? What we doing? We doing bra picks? I got, oh, got yeah, some in the I clip. I definitely got a bra too. Oh, shoot. Go, go ahead, Ryan. Start, start, start us off, I guess, right? My bra pick goes to Doc Rivers and the Milwaukee Oh, oh man. I wish I'd have said this one. <laughs> because I was watching the game last night. The Bucks were down. I think it was like about Five seconds left on the clock. My guy, Doc Rivers, had Dame Lillard inbounding the ball to Giannis Antetokounmpo. They were down by three. They had Dame Lillard inbounding the ball to Giannis Antetokounmpo down three to bring the ball up the court knowing damn well the Blazers were going to foul him to make him go to the damn line and make him shoot two free throws, which is exactly what the Blazers did. Bruh. Wow. And then to compound it, okay, they got another chance to win the game. My guy, Dave Lillard, had the ball. He had the double team. He was like, all right, I'm doubled. I got the open shot. I'm going to pass it to Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez could have easily passed the ball back to Dave because Dave was open afterwards. And my, Brooke, and my guy, Brooke Lopez, was like, you know what? I'm going for all the glory. Let's go. My man, my man put the ball on the floor, sidestep, went for three. Brick. Bruh. <laughs> Damn, son. You pulled the car. You pulled the Fresh Prince Carlton move on. on Dave. <laughs> my, my, my man, my man said, it's my time. It's my time to shine. <laughs> I waited all my life for this. That's crazy. And, and they were made it worse. To my bag. They were made it worse. They did it in Portland where Dave Little played 10 plus. Oh, oh, and you don't give that man the last shot? Bruh. I, 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 to, I told you I'm not calling uh Dame Dame no more, y'all. He aimed to me. That's aim. Aim no D. Pulse. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he pulled a carton on Dame in Portland. That's nuts. That's wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, you might be you might be traded. You might not you wasn't even on a trade deadlock until until the last game. You might be traded now. That's crazy. That's funny. You know, Jen, I'll trade you for Miles Turner, bro. 
<laughs> nah, they 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 would go nutty. They put Miles Turner on that. That's just more non non defense and no no rebounding now. Now uh, you get, now you really screw up. <laughs> yeah, they shut down Miles Turner today. Shout out to the Knicks, man. I, I didn't even remember him playing. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they shut him down. Six points. Uh, I heart drop coverage, man. Shut him down. Shut him down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got I got a a bro pick. My bro pick goes to uh. Dan Lebertard, did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, my man giving us props on the show, speaking straight facts, keeping it basketball. You know, he that was different too, cause normally that that show don't give us no love whatsoever, right? Mm. Cause they they Heat fans, so I understand it. Oh uh, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I understand it. Mm-hmm. So the. They don't give us any love. And again, they was trying to get he's trying to give us love because you have to. It's right there. We're busting teams behind. Like you have to give us we're making people have to watch. So he's saying these and he's giving him back all these people we just demolished. What about Philly? What about Minnesota? And I'm in my head, I'm like, blew them out, blew them out. And then he he compares Tatum to 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 Brunson. And in my head, I'm like, Tatum is a known disappearer in the playoffs. Whereas Jalen Brunson has eliminated somebody that's so-called better than him years in a row in two different conferences. So definitely Dan Lebertard and the people that kept hating on that show, you get bro pick of the day because it's just ridiculous now. You're not even making sense now. At least give me people, at least give me people that, that that are whooping our behind. You get what I'm saying? You give us people that we blew out by 30 plus. Come on, come on. Give us our respect. It's gonna come. It's gonna. It, it's funny because I walked into I walked into the office today, and there's a Nets fan in the corner. He's still he's still he's still he's he, he's he's salty. He's he's mad salty. <laughs> so he so he came over. Oh y'all, you really think you're gonna win the championship? Oh, he started yapping. I was like, excuse me, aren't you the same team we had KD and Kyrie? And y'all want to see maybe less amount of playoff games than we did? Bruh. <laughs> yes, and that's the perfect segue. Perfect no, segue, because that's the the next bro pick will be my guy Mikael Bridges mm. uh, on the Mellow Show on Mellow Show talking about our ch- we don't have championships and, and and you know the Nick Net feud. He tried to downplay it and say he don't understand the the, the big thing we haven't won a championship since 1973. But at least my team can say since. Double down on a bro pick that baby still salty came in there and shut down his whole mm. whole stadium. Mm-hmm. Had him had his had his stadium sounded like a home game and booing him on Miss Free Throw. Yeah. He's salty. So he definitely He's salty. salty. He needed to just come on and win inside then. That's, mm-hmm. all. That's all you gotta do. Just, you might as well just pull a, you might as well just just pull a, pull a KD at this point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mikhail Bridges, go to your front office and just tell them you want to come to the Knicks. Just make it just make it simple. Just, just come through. Just come through. Just come through. You hear Clarkson trying to do it. He said, fuck it. I want to play the Knicks. I'm sorry. I want I want to be I like the Knicks. <laughs> That's why he wasn't trying to win. He was like, I'm gonna try to keep the score. I'm trying to make sure that the Knicks get this W. So when I come over, they'll have one more win in the chip. <laughs> the clip, I mean. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, but that's it. That's those my those my two picks. bro picks. All right, some good, yes. some good ones. Some good ones. All right. All right. I have a bruh slash whose man is this slash WTF pick. 
uh, and it has nothing to do with basketball. So while I was about to watch the net game, I was posting this on Twitter. I ordered some Uber Eats, and uh, the person got lost. First of all, the person's name was a, a woman's name, like clear woman, not androgynous, not, you know, he, that they, them, none of that. It was straight up, there's a chick, right? So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm talking to her, giving her instructions on how to get to my apartment. And she said, hey, I'm lost. I'm going to call you. All right, I put the phone up. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Exorcist, the little girl, Reagan, uh, Linda Blair's character. She is possessed by a demon. And the demon calls itself Legion and says there are many of us in here. Right? There's multiple demons. I, I am not kidding. I heard two voices coming out of this person. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was a little stoned <laughs> and hungry, but I was like, I, I, I put the phone down, put it on a speaker, and I was like, am I really here? Sure enough, two voices. One, definitely a white lady, probably in her mid-40s. The other voice, early 20s, African-American woman. Strangest. They were both what? saying similar things, but not this. It wasn't the same voice. One was like, "I can't find your apartment." The other one was like, "I think I just turned around. I might have seen the sign." And I was like, "What is?" I was like, "What is going on right now?" It was very weird. I get this. This is going somewhere. So they finally hear. They message me. I'm outside. I go outside the apartment. It's an old dude. It's an old man who hands me my food. I, I was like, <laughs> I was just like shook. I didn't know what the hell was going on so uh either i had the best strain of ganja i've ever gotten for my blood in my <laughs> life or i saw some like area 51 unsolved mysteries situation by the way my, my dinner was delicious I mean, <laughs> uh, i'd have some swordfish ceviche and a really nice kale salad with some quinoa and uh, raisins and walnuts anyway it was delicious but damn it was a weird experience they did they ate my chips though they didn't i'm sorry i'm not eating chips right now bro right. this is for my services this is for my yeah, bro for, for the chips eat it wow <laughs> it was, it was a very, i had to share it, it was very strange maybe they had like a call service they don't have a phone. They related to him. Like, <laughs> I was like two voices on the phone. And I, no one was in the car. He was the only person in the car. He's like seven year old white guy. It's very strange. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, All right. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a roommate that my roommate was was a, was a, was a woman. I thought it was I thought she was a dude at first. Ended up being a woman. Oh. I was like, yeah, sure, yeah. Right. And, then, and the voice was like a little. The octave was lower than I, you know. I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Came to the door. Yeah, I, was like, I, got... I was like, wait a minute. She was like, you know. Your guy got, your, your guy got uh, family in New York? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking behind her. It's like, your brother, brother? He <laughs> <laughs> had two voices and an old dude popped up. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Very strange. All right, y'all. Good show, guys. Good show. Um, thank, thank you guys for watching. I'm about to wrap it up. It's rest. Enjoy this window. Definitely enjoy this, man. Nine gang winning streaks, crazy. Can we get to ten? Can we? Can we get to ten? Let's make it double digits. Who's playing next? Wait, who we, real? Who we playing next? Lakers. Ooh. Lakers, you gotta get that. I can't hear my dad. Both oh yeah, the guy LeBron and AD resting up for the for us. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. We gotta be the Lakers. We gotta be the Lakers. Lake is up. Let's get it. Let's get it. That, that, that's another pick that I said that, that was unpopular at the time uh, when it happened. I was like, the Lakers is, again, an offseason where everybody, oh, Lakers did this, Lakers did that. I'm like, they didn't do much. I'm not I'm not scared of, I wasn't, you know, thinking that they were going to do much with this team. And now people seem surprised. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hopefully we have OG for Lakers. Please. I keep saying that. 
keep saying yeah, please. Please. I would like if to play not, I would like to play eight, eight and nine people, not seven and a half people like we did today. He's an eight and nine people. If, if no OG then pressures I pressures on 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 uh LeBron probably the move. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's like they got a little bit more size on the Lakers. So I definitely want to have a little more to match up with, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh yeah, but that's the show. Great show, guys. Hope you guys I saw some guys actually subscribe during the show. Thank you. Thank you guys, whoever subscribed. I didn't um, I forgot. I saw the name, but I can't remember the name because my memory sucks. But thank you to whoever subscribed. And this is right after all the championship talk. They got hyped to hit subscribe. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, Lee, let them know they can find you, man. Uh, at underscore Lee Escobedo on Twitter, L-E-E-S-C-O-V-E-D-O, or hop on the search bar, hashtag bum. I've been donating on the Mad fans. Uh, New Year's resolution. I'm a little late, but I'm not arguing with Knit fans anymore, man. It's I'm only here to build bridges, not burn them. I'm doing a, a argument hiatus, but the Mad fans, I'm in your mentions, and I'm on your ass. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mad fans all year. Uh, today's book club is actually from my therapist. She gave me The Idiot's Guide. The cognitive behavior therapy. Uh, I've been going through it, trying to work on some of my bad tendencies and habits uh, to be more uh, mindful and enjoy the moment and be able to get all my anxiety and depression uh, less on meditation and more through just like uh, thinking things through and being patient and giving myself grace. And this has been a great book on reversing some destructive behaviors and also being able to be in the moment and be clear-headed and self-aware. So shout out my therapist, your godsend savior, uh, this book, Cognitive Behavior Therapy, has been really great in helping me out. I found it for five bucks uh, on eBay. So great reading. All right. Yeah, yeah. I need that. Uh, text me that, please. Yeah, we'll I need do. that too. <laughs> <Back. Yeah. laughs> text me that, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's our best book club. Shout out. <laughs> Back. Uh, can I do? I got a book club, but it's not really for the adults. Maybe uh, just uh, you know, because it's Black History, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black. Hey, uh, and I'm black, 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 y'all. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a hundred things a black boy should should do and know by Jason uh, Huey. You can't see it's it. It's a pretty good book. Uh, just 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 basically things uh, you know, a black boy should know things things of that nature. Uh, you know, I have a son. So he he loves that book. So what's what's the age yeah. range for that? Um, from about. Six to teenage years, really. Mm. It's it's just it's just kid toddler like like general knowledge of of. of yeah, I got a couple of nephews. Maybe I should get one. Yeah, definitely. It's a good book. It's just things that you're supposed to do. You know, look people in the eye. Things things yeah. of, of that nature. You understand, like mm -hmm. stuff of that. Yeah. So anybody can use it. It's a wide age range, and uh, my my son who's super duper nice sometimes need to read that you don't have to always be super duper nice. Smack some more <laughs> Beautiful. I, I had to tell him it's such thing as good trouble. Exactly. So like about, do what Devin uh, Chenzo did today. Somebody scream yeah. at your face. Since we talk about Black History Month. Ooh, yo. Man. Nah, when Halliburton uh started screaming in Devo's face and they didn't give him a tech. Yeah. And Devo pushed pushed him and they only give Devo. Man, I was at that moment, I was like, Man, I ain't thinking this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking about bison. You seen him with the bison. Yo, I'm about to the show bison the uh <laughs> The bison, uh, uh, that's the other bro pig. Forgot about him and that fit. <laughs> yo, yo, Ebony uh, sent this to the group chat today. He said, Is that Halliburton's fit? I don't know if you can see it. Can y'all see that? <laughs> <The> bison. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. 
That's what we were so seen it. I thought Street Fighter. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, man. Like he, he I don't know who's dressing him. Mm-hmm. Or if he if he is, he needs to get somebody else to dress him. Facts. But whatever Facts. floats his boat, I guess. Yeah. Ryan G, let him know where he can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan GKOT. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. I don't have anything to contribute to the book club, but you know what? Next show, I'm going to make sure that I have something. So I'm going to join in on the fun. All right. Next okay. Time. All right. Join in. Uh, I don't have, a, I don't have any, anything in the book club. No book either. club? I don't have anything in the book club either. Probably should. Um... You know what? You know what? Uh, book club. Read Crush It. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Crush It by Gary V. Oh, Back yeah. in the day when Gary V started KOT, I was re- I was just reading a lot more because I've been trying trying to read about stuff I don't know, and mm-hmm. uh, I followed a lot of the stuff I did with KOT. I followed the blueprint of Crush It by Gary V. To get all the ideas of how to get. Be good in social media and bring stuff from here to a certain point. That's probably an yes. old book now. They probably need to upgrade it because that came out now. That's my recommendation. Wanna... But there's probably a better, a more upgraded book by him now that might be even more suitable. But Crush It by Gary Vee. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I just, I just want to answer Gregory Lee real quick. Yeah, it's Jason Huey. Jason and that's Huey. I, I know I, I, you can't really see it because it got the blur up here, but yeah. 100 Things by Jason Huey. So, mm-hmm. that's, that's just it. All right, all right. That's the show, though. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you. Uh, I'll treat you every like, every share, every comment, and every every follower here. And um, yeah, man, that's our show. We'll be back for the next post game. So make sure you are here with us. That's the show. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these next YouTube streets. That's the show. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight.